This is Radio Free Galaxy. It's time to go. This is the Space Age, and we are here to go. Welcome to Radio Free Galaxy. I'm Travis Lee. Joining me is my co-host for this episode, Adam Pinawa. What's going on, man? What up, y'all? And you know if we're together, we're going to be talking about something super geeky, right? Yeah. I mean, We always bring friends. We always do bring friends, and we're talking about Magic the Gathering again tonight. Uh, and we've got... Two returning guests to the show. One uh, was on our last Magic episode when we complained about Standard for an hour and 40 minutes. And uh, that was Dan Shane. Welcome back to the show, Dan. How you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me, Travis. Cool. And we also have Steve Billick on the show. You were on the last time for a Mandalorian episode, correct? Yeah, the... the final episode of the season oh yeah the final yeah that was great dan did we ever get your thoughts on the final episode of the mandalorian it was outstanding (laughs) that's why i like that he's distinct (laughs) it made my nipples perky oh that's nice all right well we're talking about magic the gathering today and uh wanted to get together this uh council of uh, magic players, we're going to talk about Commander, because Adam has been convincing me to try to learn how to play Commander for, you know, I don't know, the last six, eight months since I've actually been playing Magic, but yeah, I can't actually, because, you know, we're still in the middle of a pandemic, and I guess I could go to the gaming shop and, you know, get in a game, but it's just not that important to me to... uh you know, put people at risk like that. So, well, now Travis, let me interrupt you there real quick. Sure. There is a, I want to say it's a hybrid site called Spell Table mm-hmm. that Billick and I have been using to play. And what it is is you set a webcam up over your play area, okay. and you tr- it, that gets uh, simulcast to this website where everyone else is feeding into a specific room, mm-hmm. and you can play up to a four-person pod of whatever you like commander 60 card what have you yeah well i'm gonna have to try it out i guess i'm gonna have to try it out because i do want to i do want to learn to play 
And so I guess maybe selfishly, I set this episode up so that you guys could just explain <laughs> Commander to me. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. I no, can kill no. two Use birds with one stone. I can record an episode of the podcast, and I can learn how to play Commander and why I should play Commander and stop playing Standard. Because I play Standard every night on Arena, and like it's super fun. It's a way for me to just relax, you know, and like once my deck is built i can just let my deck work for me and it's basically just mindless you know hack and slash fun i like it you know well i wouldn't i wouldn't say look at commander as a replacement for standard i would i would look at it as a uh, a companion to standard and a way to expand your playing experience with magic sure and and that's and that's what i want to know too that's what i know how how actually different is the strategy you know things like that but first of all let's just get into the basics of what commander is so adam tell me exactly what the format is so how how do you construct the deck what needs to be in your deck how many cards blah 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 i'm sure most of the people listening already know this crap but specifically for me and some of the uninitiated what is commander all right so there's like the i guess the basic facts of commander is it is a singleton format meaning unless otherwise stated on the card you're only allowed one copy of any non-basic land card so if it's a basic land many as you want if it's like uh patient petitioners where it says your deck can have any number you want cool otherwise one and done you can only have one card you're going to have a commander, which obviously being called commander, you'd expect such a thing. That determines your color identity. Any mana symbol that is on that legendary creature, because that's what your commander must be, or commanders, we'll get to that in a second. Um, if there's a mana symbol on that card, that type of mana can, or that type of mana can be in your deck, and that color of card that corresponds to the mana symbol can also be used. Um, there so, are so just rules. one question. So if you don't, if, if, if you've got a green, black commander, you can only have green, black in your deck and colorless and colorless. Yes. Yeah. So, now you can't even have anything that has a different mana symbol on it. So let's say correct. you have like, let's go, let's go with green, black. Uh, and then you try to put unburial rights in there because of the flashback cost, which has white in it. That is an illegal card for your green black deck. Okay. Yeah, it's not yeah, even like you can use the first part. You just can't use the the flashback. No, you can't even have it. Yeah, the the color identity that's res that restricts what you can put in the deck is like Adam said, based on every single instance of a mana pip sure. on the card, no matter where it is. Okay. With one exception, but we don't need to get into that minutia. Okay. <laughs> so, um. Your deck is 100 cards, or rather it's the 99. So you get 99 cards, and plus your commander for the 100. Yeah. Um, is it, that, now, is it, is it, is it hard 100 or at least 100? Hard, hard 100. 100. Okay. No more, no less. There are some instances where you can get access to more cards. Sure. But. No, what instances you, are that? Any card that allows you to retrieve a card from outside the game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, because those aren't legal. That effect they, is not legal in Commander. Right. They they've actually. Um, oh, they. Okay. They, they've gotten rid of the sideboard. It wasn't yeah, no, a sideboard it's, it's, before. 
it's an official thing like you you can't when did there, that w- go through oh i don't know it's been around for a while wish cards yeah, it, absolutely don't work at all 100 percent in commander and one of the reasons that happened was uh there were people that were cheating in eldrazi with that one where that reads you can have you can bring as many as you want from outside the game oh. as you could so they would hit infinite colorless mana and just flood the board and it would be I, stupid um, correct me if I'm wrong, but does it allow for you to retrieve cards? Ah, fuck it, we'll talk about it some other time. It's not important. Karn, Karn, Karn doesn't work the way Paul wants it to. We'll right. just leave I, it at that. I'm not even, I don't even care because fuck Karn, is a stupid ass. Um, <laughs> well, not really, it's actually a really cool card, but uh, many versions of them are cool. So, um, there is the name uniqueness. So, like, for example, you have to have that legendary creature, which normally it's only one of. Um, you can put multiple different Jaces in your deck and whatnot. Um, so your commander can sometimes be a Planeswalker, this type of card. Um, if you know enough about magic, you can research the, plane, the creature type or the card type. Uh, planeswalkers with the word commander, you can use them as your commander. Some commanders have the word partner on them. Uh, any commander that has partner, you can use that card plus another one with partner. And you're, they become a... I guess a duo of commanders and the color identity of both of those commanders get used for your deck construction. Um, otherwise, there's some basic guidelines like you kind of want to have somewhere in the neighborhood of like anywhere between usually around 36 or 35 is a good starting point up to like maybe 47 lands. I've heard of people going as high as 47. Yeah, it depends on the build. Uh, yeah. You know, if you're if your deck is centered around uh, putting lands into play. Sure. Um, you're you're gonna want a higher amount of lands just so you have uh, yeah. more chances of synergy. Sure. Okay. Um, what about companions? <laughs> uh, companions. <laughs> so, <Steve>? with, with, <laughs> with with two exceptions, companions are perfectly legal, uh-huh. um, and they do. So this this would be an instance of where you can have a one hundred and first card in your deck. Ah. That would be the companions. Okay. The the two that you cannot use, uh, one is Lutri, because mm-hmm. Lutri was banned even before uh, it was available on the street due to a variety of different reasons. Yeah. Uh, the other Not one right. is... Yeah, right. The other <laughs> one is... Um, uh, it's the white-blue one. I can't think of its name. Oh, um, uh, the Sky Nomad. Yeah. That and the reason go to why... like an additional 20 cards. Yeah, the reason you can't use that one is because it would require you to have 20 more cards in your deck, which breaks the format's rules. Now, as with 60-card companions, don't have to meet the companion requirement to be in the deck just normally. Right. Except for Lutri, which is Only if you set them as your companion. No, the reason that I I flagged you on that, Adam, is because I recall you distinctly being very upset that Lutri was banned. Didn't even give because the bastard a try, and he wasn't that fucking powerful. He wasn't, so, but so that might that might be a good segue into one little tangent. That's mm-hmm. kind of the core philosophy of Commander, and that's what's known as Rule Zero, where there are specific, uh, you know, rules for cards that are banned within the game. But in reality, if your playgroup is okay with you playing certain cards that aren't normally allowed, then yes, you can do that. So all of us, uh, 
if Adam wants to build a Lutri commander deck, none of us would have any problem with it. Okay. Yeah, like I really either A, I wouldn't use the ability or it only happened once. Yeah. I mean, if that I just was want a to have a cool similar, otter. It was a similar situation with my playgroup and uh, my Karn deck when they banned Paradox Engine. Okay. But they were actually jumping for joy about it, so I couldn't even petition them to see if I could maybe keep it in. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. <laughs> okay, so is that it for basically the, the basics of constructing and, and playing? Is that everything that someone would need to know to start at least? That's the nuts and bolts, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's there's a, there's, a banded, there's a banned list, there isn't a restricted list. Okay. Because, right, because it's, it's only one of anyway. Yeah. yeah. So there's a ban list. The ban list itself is pretty reasonable. The interesting, like, and we'll, Dan will touch more upon this, in, or maybe Steve will, uh, when we get in the background of Magic, uh, of uh, Commander. Commander is a format that is supported by Wizards of the Coast, but it is not controlled by them. Yeah, that's, I, I, I do want to talk about that, and, and let's get to that after the history about why that is and exactly how they do that, but... I have so many questions. I have so sure, many questions sure. about that. But, of course you would. But we've been in the basics now. And then, so let's get into the evolution of Commander. How did it come about? And what were the previous iterations of Commander that led to it? I mean, was it, did it start when we started doing like legendary creatures? I mean, what? I don't know because I haven't been around for the last twenty five years in, in the <laughs> game, so like I I don't know how it evolved, how long ago the official like commander format started. Dan, can you inform us a little bit about that? Sure. Um, so, <clears throat> as the grognard of the group, I actually got to not only witness the genesis of uh, commander, or as it was originally called, EDH, Elder Dragon Highlander. Uh, but I've also gotten to see the path that it's taken throughout the years. Now, the reason that it was originally called Elder Dragon Highlander is that it was uh, it, it was originally uh, uh, fashioned after the Elder Dragon legends from the legend set. So, Nicobolas and Palladium Ores and uh, Chromium and all of the all the those five cards. Okay. Um, and so what happened was there were all these players that had a lot of these really fun one-of cards okay. that really didn't fit in any of their decks. So this format got cooked up, and it was only one of any copy of a card, except for basic lands, like Adam said previously, and it needed to be helmed by a legendary creature. And it really gave... A, a, a more challenging deck building situation for a lot of the more seasoned players that 60 card was just kind of leaving them flat at that point. Mm -hmm. So it gave them a place to really let those one of cards that they had just sitting around, not doing anything because it wouldn't fit anywhere, yeah. a place to shine. Yeah. And well, ori originally you're uh, you were restricted to choosing one of those five elder dragons as your commander only. Right, right, that, and that, that's what I meant. But then it, it evolved to allow for any of the other legendary creatures. And, because... and people, people still play EDH, right? 
Well, okay, so it's always the term EDH and Commander are relatively interchangeable. Okay. I'm sure there are some people that play strict EDH. Mm-hmm. I have yet to witness those. Very similar to the people that play 9495, if you're familiar with that format. No, not at those are only, only, only cards play with that cards came out. Yeah, 94 in alpha and beta. So only cards from 94 and 95. Like you can't even do reprints. They have to be all black border. Okay. And it's it's a really big talk about case a money format. format. <laughs> yeah, it's a huge money format. But that's not what we're talking about today. Yeah. I did I uh, did always wonder what EDH was because I see a lot of people asking to play EDH on like the Battle Brothers like uh, mm-hmm. gaming group on on Facebook and you know other places and and like I've looked it up before but I've just been like I I don't the, know what the and, term and again, EDH it's the same thing. Hold EDH on, I was say, the same thing. The term survives because it's quicker on social media, sure. whatever, to say EDH than Commander. Okay. Now, so, and again, it was a combination of, very similar to, like, evolutions of memes and stuff like that. It was a combination of terms, because they were the Elder Dragons, yeah. and it was Highlander because, because there, there can, can be, be only one. Only one. Uh, <laughs> See, there you go. See, you learn stuff. <laughs> Clever. All right. So that that's basically the evolution, the history of it. Then there's yeah, and it, okay. it's it's had twists and turns throughout, but there's never what? up up until recent history, there was never really a whole lot of support for it. Yeah, like they the the fact that Watsi has finally knuckled under yeah. and started providing well, not started providing, they've been providing it for a, a little while now, but providing Five plus years commander exclusive product. Sure. Well, what when was the first commander set was was it 2010 or 2012? Uh, I want to say it was like 14 or 15, I thought. Was it? Mm-hmm. That's, that's the, to the internet. Yeah. Yeah. True. <laughs> I mean, yeah. one of the things that was kind of like was interesting and fun about uh EDH cuz Dan and I did play it very briefly when we first heard about it, we gave it a whirl. Um didn't really catch on with our play group initially and I think only me, Dan, and Mike Sweck were about the only people really down for it. That sounds right. Yeah. Um, your brother was kind of down for it, but he likes to ruin everything. Yeah. <laughs> no Not intentionally. I mean, like, he's competitive, so it's like, yeah. okay, dude. Um, but uh, it uses it used the original um, band list. So, and it's kind of diverted from the current band list in mm-hmm. some ways. Like, there's some things are actually not on the normal standard or modern, um, or, yeah, the standard or modern band list that are in Commander. And it's mostly things that are, like, that kind of screw with the spirit of the game. Okay, it looks like uh, the first Commander product was 2011. Hmm. Okay. So we we were kind of close together. And what set was Uh, that? Uh, it's called Commander 2011. Okay. Or yeah. it, it's just essentially referred to as uh, Commander. Right. So, so that's my so that's my big question then. If if they've been if Wizards of the Coast has been putting out products that support this format since 2011, it's 2021 now, ten years. So why don't they support this format? Like what? Why as an official format? Like why? Why? Well. No, you say don't support theirs. it as an official. What do you mean? What specifically well, are I mean, you referring to as not an official format? I mean, like, why isn't it on Arena? Well, because Arena is can't do multiplayer. 
okay. in the way it's designed. Commander exists on Magic Magic Online, right? Uh, but Arena just doesn't support multiplayer. Okay, I, I I guess that's I I've I've heard before that they they don't recognize it as an official format. Am I wrong about that, or or what? I would say you're wrong about that. Okay. Um, th- probably the one thing that would be uh, a signature of not official is there is no sanctioned tournaments centered around okay. Commander. Okay. Uh, and the idea that there's a group of individuals who are mostly the, I guess, recognized creators of the format, mm-hmm. known as the, uh, the, command, uh, the Rules Committee. Yeah. And they're the ones who maintain the uh, the ban list for Commander. Okay. All right. And they, I believe, they were all judges yeah. in the mid nineties. I I just don't understand why they don't. If if so many people are playing it, and the and it seems like the most you know like hardcore loyal Magic players are are mostly exclusively playing Commander. Why are there no official tournaments or anything? I mean, there might be some legit, some either a logistical, b contractual things. Mm-hmm. Like, it might be an intellectual property that they only have so much rights to, which would be hilarious. Because... Okay, so like a fan came up with it, or somebody that maybe worked at, because we don't know who officially came up with the format, right? Well, no, I, I mean. If we look at the people who are the original members of the rules committee, I think we can, I guess, say they're the ones who came up with it. Okay. Okay. For all intent and purposes. All right. All right. Because, I mean, I see, I see, like, you know, Commander Legends just came out, you know, this past yep. year. And, like, I if they're putting out products like that that are exclusively for pretty much playing Commander, I mean, like, why wouldn't they hold an official tournament? Or I, I just don't understand. I, I, I don't get why it wouldn't work in Arena. And I know it's because it's not multiplayer, but, I mean, you are playing against another player. Why can't you both just bring Commander decks and play it? What am I, what am I missing about that? So ma- Magic does... Be... Oh, sorry, Steve. Magic does have its own... Uh, homebrew version of Commander. Okay. Uh, that you can play in Arena. Mm-hmm. That is, um, oh my God, it Brawl. Brawl. That's the yeah. name of the format. Brawl. Okay. okay. That format and, like died in our area. I mean, kind oh, of. Yeah. So, so what Brawl and uh, Magic Watsi came up with it? What like four or five years ago or so? Yeah. Uh, I would so, say it's further back three. than that, but Brawl. Brawl existed before I got back into Magic, and I got back into Magic three-ish years ago. Okay, Brawl existed, but they actually didn't produce a specific product for it until like Correct. Two, two, three years ago. The, no, they didn't come out with product for it until uh, Eldraine. Yeah. 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 Uh, so anyway, what Brawl is, is Brawl is a 60-card variant of Commander yeah. that the card pool is strictly limited to whatever's in standard. Right. I've played Brawl before, but yeah. like I pretty much didn't look into it that hard. I was just like, "Oh, okay." I, playing on Arena, I was just like, "Oh, yeah. okay." Well, they're asking. It was like for an F and M or something, you know. And I was like, yeah. "Okay, uh, what isn't you know legal in my deck in this one deck? Okay, let me replace it with some other crap. Okay, I'm ready to go. Let's play." <laughs> you yeah. know, I I didn't look into it that hard, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's basically Singleton, right? And it's sixty cards. Yeah. 
and yep. you have to have a commander. Those are the only restrictions, yep. it, right? So right. it pretty much, for the most part, it follows the same ideas and rules as commander. It's just, yeah. you know, smaller card pool and smaller deck. Other than that, yep. it's essentially the same game right. when it boils down to it. Oh, and yeah. your and your life is half because oah. commander, due to the idea of it being multiplayer, yeah. Yeah. Uh, your life that. is your life is forty. Okay. And there is a separate aspect uh, the where where if a if a commander does twenty one consecutive points to a player, that player is dead through what's known as commander damage. All right. Well, we got we got a lot of the basics out of the way. I'm learning. Like this is this is the purpose of this podcast is to educate Travis and uh, educate some other people out there that don't know. So I'm learning, and I think we're gonna take a break right now. And when we come back, I want to find out from you guys why do you prefer this format so much more than standard? We've already talked about why we think that standard is broken or whatever. Some people do, whatever. I think it's broken. Not everyone prefers not, Commander. Not everyone does. Not everyone does. <laughs> you know, like, uh, I have a lot of fun playing Standard every night, but that's just because of my ignorance and I don't know any better. <laughs> I haven't played yeah. it, you know, I haven't played any other format, you know, so, like, I have fun playing Standard. I don't know what everyone else is talking about. <laughs> you know, like, I... <laughs> well, well, that, and there's, you know, there's more than, when it comes to the 60-card... Uh, you know, four of each in your deck format, there's more than just standard as well. Sure, sure, absolutely. So we'll, we'll talk about that when we come right back. So let's take a break, and we'll get into more Commander talk when we come back. Radio Free Galaxy is brought to you by Granny Fanny Shart Stoppers. Because when you're rounding third, you don't need a squishy turd. And we're back. Thanks to... Oh, Adam, did you have something to say to interrupt my introduction? Go ahead. Go ahead, by all means. Well, Travis, (laughs) now that you bring it up. (laughs) Sorry, man. We always have cool shit to say on our breaks and, you know... Yeah, I know. That's like that's like half the podcast. That's what that's why I try to record Trisha as often as I can when you know she's not she has no awareness that I'm recording her, because that's where the best podcast you know, comes from. You know, there's laws against that, right? <laughs> that, that's that's where that's well, I ask her afterwards I before Wisconsin. I publish it. I don't think in Wisconsin. <laughs> so anyway, we're talking about Commander again, and I want to know. From you guys, as experienced players, why I should get into Commander and why I know I know Dan said not everyone prefers it over Commander. I mean over Standard, but um, why some of you prefer it more? Is it the challenge of the deck building, the singleton format? Is that it? Challenge doesn't even like that isn't an accurate word for it. Like, yeah. at first, it's a, yeah, it is a challenge. It is a little bit daunting. No, really what it is for me, and I don't know how Steve and Dan feel about it, probably, probably to some level the same way. So as I look over across the room, I'm looking at one, two, three, four, five, five double shoes and various other boxes of magic cards. So there's several thousands, tens of, you know, eh, about 10-ish, 12-ish thousand cards over there. Not unique. There's like 12,000 cards over there. I'm never going to use them all. There are, what, several tens, twenties, thirties of thousands of uh, unique cards in Magic, guys? Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's like only. And and like what? No, more than that. 
Yeah, and less than a hundred are fair game in Commander, or like less than a hundred are not fair game. Okay. Right. So like you have this entire vast collection of cards that are go for it as long as it isn't an anti card, which is automatically on the banned list. Like in the in the Commander banned list, you can use it. Go nuts if you got the money for it. You got a friend who's going to give you a copy. Use it. You can. You know, just meet the other criteria of the deck. Like, there's so much potential. There's potential, there's potential for mind. There's potential for creativity and like, you know, improvised games where you can say, you know, like, I, okay. I'm gonna play this commander even though so, I usually don't, and you're gonna play this commander. And I mean, so there's there's types of decks. Yeah. And one of the types of deck is quote unquote theme. Now it probably also has other types with it, so. I like theme decks. Right. I have a goal of making an elf deck of every possible elf commander combination there is. Yeah. I've got five of them done-ish. I think there's six or seven combinations at this point of distinct elf-themed deck, where most of my creatures in the deck are elves or elf tribal. So you can do some theorems. Dude, if you want to do some jacked-up, stupid shenanigan stuff with a deck, you can probably figure out a way to do it. Dan, do you want to make a bear tribal deck? Go for it. I'm sure you can find a way to do it. I, I actually have one. Yeah. <laughs> Steve's got a... He took a, a pretty rocking, already pre-constructed Ur-Dragon deck that was, you know, Commander of 2018, 2017. And, 2017. Yeah, polished it up, made it his own, and it is way better. I mean, Magic... The WotC supports it by selling those Commander decks, right? So, like, out the, out the box are usually pretty decent. Dude, when you take one of those, remove some crap out of it that you don't like or you don't agree with this part of the build, or you got a better version, more efficient or more potent, you know, variations on the theme, go for it. Like, dude, there's just, it's, I wouldn't say infinite, but might as well be functionally infinite possibility in your deck creation. But does it tend to happen, like, that people gravitate towards certain builds more often like certain commanders or something like let me let me i don't i don't know if he's used a lot in uh commander but like say like yugen or something you know what i mean do yeah yeah well so there's realistically two different divisions for commander okay there's commander which most people play which is intent and purpose casual yeah you know not super competitive yeah people are gonna want to win and people are playing some spicy cards in their deck mm -hmm. but you know the, the the real fundamental idea behind it is the the group play the dynamic of you know sitting down with friends yeah. and just having a fun game mm -hmm. and you know winning is is second to the enjoyment of the of the experience Okay. But then you have, there is a strictly competitive version of Commander that's referred to as CEDH, mm -hmm. where everybody analyzes uh, the decks in specific styles of deck to come up with the perfect build for it. So in that way, it's more like a four-person singleton version of competitive Magic. Okay. Um, but in so in normal Magic... Or, sorry, in normal commander, the casual commander, uh, the only thing that restricts what deck can be built is if there's a legendary creature. Okay. So you can build anything you want. It doesn't matter. Right. 
and I think that's part of the appeal for a lot of people is, um, you know, it's something to get together with your friends and mm-hmm. waste a couple hours having fun. Playing just in talk a, in shit a, and talk shit and, you yep. know, yeah. And, you know, show and, somebody the new deck that you built and kind of own yep. your friends for a night. And then they're like, okay, well, I'm going to come up with something next week to combat that goblin deck that you built. Well, that's probably something we should get into in a little bit because that is definitely uh, an aspect of Commander that has its issues, per se. Right. Um, but, the, you know, the real key to Commander is, is self-expression. Yeah. You know, uh, you, you love the artwork for a specific type of island, so you have as many of that island in the deck. You sure. know, or or maybe, a specific type of planes, right, Steve? Hey, I love those planes. I know you do. Um, the, which you ones? Know, they're, they're, which ones? They look like mashed potatoes. They were yeah. from. They were from. Uh, uh, Alara, Alara block. No, 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 no. They're no, from a core, a core set. set. Core thirteen. Core thirteen, I think it was. Okay. Yeah, they look. They look like mashed potatoes with a little bit of melted butter on them. It's. <laughs> I love them. And as I've been going through the horde, I have been pulling any copy that I see, or when I go through any of the donations for my students. I grab it and make sure to throw it on the pile for Steve. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> um, you know, so command, Commander is really about making it your own. You know, uh, there, there's there's semi-joke decks that people have made where uh, every single card has somebody sit, like sitting down. Yeah. You know, so okay. the sky's the limit and yeah. you're only restricted to the cards you have, you know, the hundred or so cards that are banned. Right. Uh, but yeah, the cards you have and what colors your commander allows you to build. Yeah, I totally, I totally understand that because like I, I'm thinking about it, the way the way that I go about building decks, like when I'm playing arena, for whatever format that I'm playing, it's like I try not to look into it too hard. Like I try not to like get influenced by like looking up deck builds or anything like that i just go with my game playing my from other games my strategy experience my game playing experience and just try to put together a deck you know based upon what works well with each other you know and not and not take like advice from like experts or look at what is the proper way to build a green black standard deck right now you know i just pick green black which i'm currently playing and been playing for a while and on standard and it's just like i go with what makes sense for me and what how i like to play and then it seems to it seems the way i play and the decks that i build seem to confuse a lot of experienced magic players (laughs) you know what i mean and i like that aspect of it because i play unorthodox you know because i'm not going my head isn't filled with 25 years of you shouldn't do this and you should do this, you know? Sure. And I, and I like staying like that, and I know I can't stay like that forever, but then the appeal of building a deck in Commander appeals to me a lot because it does allow for that creativity because you are drawing from such a wide, you know, batch of cards, and it's just like yep. the, the options are endless. And, and it encourages it, too, to some extent, you know? Yeah, right. Like... Uh, you know, when you sit down at a table and somebody has something out and they do some they do some combo or or play a bunch of cards, you know, that you'd never thought of interacting yeah. with each other, that you know, yeah. you get respect and that kinda it's Absolutely. it's a nice and warm feeling when you pull yeah. something off like that. Yeah. Like one of the 
the aspects of Commander. Like, um, I think it was like two, three years ago, because my job allowed for a lot of free time. <laughs> Just so I was logging into Scryfall and I started looking at sets that I hadn't actually like bought mm-hmm. or had minimal purchase on just so I could see what was in that set. Um, mostly I was searching it by, um, card type. So I was usually looking at anything blue, black, or red, you know, Grixis colors, um, vomit to, yeah, to, to, um, instance and sorceries and enchantments to see like what I'd miss. Cause you know, I was looking into stuff to, bone up an EDH deck and I'm going through and going through but I was like you know what I should probably start back a little further just rereading stuff because Scryfall has the rules errata on a lot of cards and yeah. I'd always liked Mill and yeah that's yeah, one like did. I came across uh, you know the Helm of Obedience's rules errata because it mentioned the the Ley Line of the Void and the card interaction between the two and I was like wait let me get this straight I can turn, I can, on the right card draw in EDH, I could turn one an opponent? Mm-hmm. Like, wow. Okay. And I managed to do it once, and I took the components out of the deck because it's not fun. It's like, who wants to play against that? Nobody does. Yeah. I mean, the second they put it on Arena, I'm going to put that crap in there because <laughs> I'll concede until I get that draw. Yeah. I don't care. But, yeah, like, but like reading all these different card interactions because it'll mention in the errata like hey this this and this happens because of that i'm like wait because in an errata you can learn a different card interaction i mean or you can just find a new card that you hadn't had like even thought of yeah every now and then like i'll go grab a card from like fallen empires or tempest or something that you know like steve he played when you stop playing steve before you started up again uh 95 so like Arabian Nights or the Dark. Yep. Yeah. I, the the last set I no the last set I purchased, and the reason I stopped purchasing sets was Fallen Empires. Okay. I was oh. so yeah. I was so annoyed. I'm like, which is funny because that's that's about when I started. <laughs> yeah. And th- that is like one of Adam's favorites. He talks about it constantly. Well, then what, I saw his age, and I was even less uh, enthused. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm done. Why does Fallen Empires get so much shit? So if. Like with me, I got into it uh, right about the time when Revise dropped. Yeah. So, you know, Arabia, uh, Dark was just new. Arabia, all of it was new. Yeah. And you look at the power levels of all of those sets from the first year, year and a half. Mm. And then you shift into Fallen Empires, where there is a very noticeable downshift in the power of the cards. Okay. And it's, it was very, it was. And to be fair, some of Mr. them were Preston. just hot garbage. Oh, yeah. And, you know, the fact that you've got three different artwork for the same card. You oh crack a, you know, you, you spend three, four dollars on a car on a pack mm-hmm. and you get three different versions of the same garbage card. You're like, oh, mm, no, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to do this anymore. Okay. That makes sense. And, and, like, those cards should be. Some of those cards are odd because some are, like, at this point, are worth more than others. Like, okay, so how many different like thalads are there? There's three different artworks for thalads. They're all, like, under 10 cents a card. Yes. They are. But two of them are five cents, and I think one of them is seven. Like, okay. <laughs> I think it was not, just because... Not significant, really, right? <laughs> like, but it's like, what the... Why aren't they all the same price? And it's like, 
Exactly. What's the difference between a five cent card and a seven cent card? In this case, absolutely nothing. nothing. The artwork. And yeah, that's that is essentially the, the rarity like, of the artwork. Like, uh, you know, and this this is the thing. Like, I, I, it's a frequent like lament of mine. Is like, dude, can we just get rid of these jank fucking rares? Like this rare, I look at it and I'm like, oh, it's a decent card. How much is it worth? Thirty cents. <laughs> Right, I so. think we're getting. I think we're shifting a little like, far off in the yeah. commander tab. Yeah, but yeah. like so. But like when you go and look at those old sets, like you might not think a salad of all things might be useful, but in mm. context of commander, dude, there's some gems out there. Like how often does like Mir Paul try to show up with a card out of like Tempest or, yeah. or Mirage? Like there's some. How stupid was that when I showed up with a creature with Shadow and no one's like, I'm gonna block that? No, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> because you got, because you got cards like, for that, though. Yeah, there are. But like the thing is, is like here's a, here's a card from a set that wasn't around for when one of the players in the group started playing. Like they never played during that era. They aren't aware of the mechanic. The mechanic is gone essentially, for yep. standard and modern maybe. Like there's so much cool weird shit and like again, man, it's just like that potential. Like right. and. And really, when it, there are really only three formats of Magic that allow you to play the entire history of cards. And two of them, which are uh, Vintage and Legacy, are 60-card, 1v1 competitive money pits. Okay. Where your deck, for one of the formats, your deck has to be at least five grand. The other format, your deck is probably about 50 grand Jeez. to be competitive. And uh, just to piggyback off of what Steve's talking about, uh, I just traded super hard for two more Force of Wills to go into my Delver deck. And Force of Will is, I want to say, averaging at this point $80 a piece. It's, oh, it, it was 130 before the reprint. I recall. I recall. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, Commander, you have, you're open to pretty much everything that's out there. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be a money format. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you can um, you know, get part... really creative with it. I, I totally, yep. I totally get that. Yeah. So, uh, when I got back into Magic, mm-hmm. mostly due to Adam's fault, um, <laughs> he, he pretty quickly started to shift to started to direct me towards uh, Commander. Mm-hmm. So I think I've only been playing Commander since late 2018. Okay. Yeah, 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 mid mid 2018. Yeah. And uh, since then, I've accrued uh, a variety of cards for Commander. Mm-hmm. And I have a three thousand. Your, your skill level, dude, with it is like, like most people have like a, a learning curve, and yours has just been like, man, near vertical, dude. Really. Well, that's because I've devoted a lot of time to studying the game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but it's still but, impressive. But <laughs> and like, so, it, it's so, and, and that's just it. That type of dedication gets rewarded pretty easily. So I've got a More I've got less. a three thousand count card box that's strictly for. Uh, cards that I've set aside that I feel may eventually be good for a commander deck. So, I mean, I build decks all the time, yeah. whether uh, you know online or in paper. And when I do it in paper, I'll pull that box out, uh, figure out which colors I want to use, and go through each color and then all my artifacts and just pull out, just build a pile of cards that I'll right. whittle down into a to a deck, and then I'll see if the deck is actually something I want to play. Wow, yeah. But, I... like, right now I've got 15 Commander decks built and ready to play. Jeez, wow. 
Is that is that super common to have that many if you're like really into playing it? Like Adam, how yeah, many do you it have, can be. How many do you <laughs> right have ready now, to go? Yeah. Right now, um, uh, the four of us could play, and I can fuel like two more pods of four. So okay. I got 12, 12-ish decks. Yeah. Some of them aren't ones that I've built. They're um, like the Ikoria era, like this year, this this year's um, commander decks. I have uh, the full set, yeah. and they're unmolested. They're just new in box. I didn't even pull the rares out. Yeah. That that Mardu human deck is real dangerous. Just out it of is the box, super rowdy. The deck well, is yeah. so good. And um, what what's the one um, the the black green whatever the elf the landfall deck that just came out the commander one that was for a set not yes. the actual commanders. Oh, the, that the, the Zendikar one. It it was uh, a yeah. white deck is dumb. Yeah. Yeah. The Naya Zendikar deck, like the commander yep. deck is just That's... dumb. It's good. Good. Yeah, I, I've got that. I've got that sleeved up and unmolested. And I pull it mm-hmm. out every once in a while. That deck is so dumb. So, so like, yeah. Like, so Wizards is putting options. out good products for, like, oh, yeah. for commander. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and honestly, if you do the comparison, yeah. they are beyond the retail value. So yeah. you're yes. getting more for your purchase. Yeah. Well, I just looked up last night uh, in Scryfall. I pulled up the C the command the list for all the cards that came out in uh, Commander 2017, yeah. and Scryfall's valuation of that of all those cards is like close to six hundred dollars. Wow. Right. For four hundred cards. Wow. Yeah. That maybe a hundred of them are basic lands. Yeah. Well, that's nice. Like, yeah. How like, much is C sixteen worth? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, at one point you had, you'd said something about uh there was a theme deck and you told me like it's worth X amount of dollars because you know because you you sell card, like the physical cards it's like dude there's decks that like you can just go out and buy it and like give it time like commander decks are a little bit like are definitely a different monkey than buying like secret layer or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Well, so, it depends I mean, too. I mean, you have uh. You have the rowdiest counter spell ever made for Commander that came out in uh, the Akoria Commander decks this year that is worth the price of what the deck sold for on the shelf. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think I've even used it. And either. then, and then, Commander Legends, cool. Commander Legends was Wizards' attempt to make a Commander draft format, basically, right? Yes. Yeah. And did it work? I don't know. Um, COVID. <laughs> nah, mm, it was a nifty idea, but yeah. the, it was it was too balanced, I think. And the game, I, I played two games with my kids. Mm-hmm. We drafted and played, and um, the games just take too long. Yeah, <laughs> it was too balanced. I think yeah. uh, it, oh, it's a great that, product. That push point. Nothing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's no like, uh, there's no point where somebody all of a sudden comes out of nowhere and destroys the game. It's just, it's a slog. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. And I mean, there, <laughs> and there are some folks that like that aspect of they're not going to hit turn five and their opponent's going to combo out. Yeah. Sure, but after three hours, you want a game to be done with though too. Yeah. <laughs> and that's fair, but not everyone agrees with that, and that's where <laughs> my disparity with Commander comes in. <clears throat> All right, I've let, let you. It. I've let y'all squawk enough. Let me get in here real quick. <laughs> well, and, and you know what? The funny thing is, is like back in back before we played Commander, um, and like this is where Dan and I flip flop. Like, 
you know, I was all right with like those 45 to 45 minute to an hour and a half long games back in the day, you know, you know, over with uh, Chad and Mike's apartment when, you know, sitting around with at their place that had no furniture and there'd be like a seven player multiplayer game and people all whipped out their, their ultimate decks and whatnot. And it's like, yeah, I can sit here and wait for somebody to do something stupid. The counter spell war ensues and then I'm just going to fork a, somebody's fireball and murder four people. Like, all right, cool, game over. Like, I used to love doing that. And Commander, that's like kind of where Dan's at. And I'm not at that. I'm more like, okay, well, let's, let's see what develops and... Let me see what interesting play comes out of your deck. Maybe, like, around turn 12, we'll end this thing. No. I think Dan's on the other page where it's like, oh, yeah, we're on turn 7 now? Time to murder. Mm. Okay. Oh, I, I'm, on, I'm on that tip, too. That's why I dove into CEDH. Mm-hmm. Uh, among other reasons. But may, we can get into that later. May I? And, may I? Yes, yes, please. You have, Thank you know what? You. you have eight minutes, Dan. Tell us what pisses you off about Commander. Ahem. <clears throat> So I go, or I used to go at least, to my LGS for yeah. FNM. For those that don't know the alphabet soup, that would be my local gaming store for yeah. Friday Night Magic. And I would make it through three rounds. That would be 50 minutes per. And there would be dudes that would be on game two of a four-person pod of Commander. Yeah. And it's not just like that happened once or it's, it's happened. A co- it was a regular occurrence yeah. because you have very similar to what Steve was mentioning, the slog, but yeah. there are some people that actually cultivate that experience. Yeah. And I'm not Stacks. saying that it's, it's yeah. not my preference. I'll do it every once in a while, but I'm not going to do it every week. It's not going to keep me coming back. Whereas when I play modern, when I, when I go to FNM and play Modern, I am playing for money. Yeah. It, it is a time and financial investment. Uh-huh. So those 50 minutes yeah. can go by real quick, yeah. or it can be horrible depending on who's playing Teferi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, that being said, I... I typically play Modern, which is about as cutthroat as competitive gets these days. Because That's those the difference are the difference between set. constructed and commander, though. Right, and so, and 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 I I get that. I do understand the disparity therein because it's a different draw for people. And I know a lot of the commander players they're looking to sit down and just chill out and play. They're not looking for any of that pressure. They're not looking for oh I got to remember all my triggers. They're not looking for oh I got to keep a pad next to me so if someone reveals something that I got to write it down so I remember. It's more of a Let's have some beer and pretzels, relax, and unwind over this game of cards that we love. Yeah. And part of it is that experience. I yeah. follow that. But when it turns into that's every game you play and yeah. you don't necessarily know which players are which, it just puts a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah. I, I totally get that because I, I like the fast play thinking on your feet, you know, kind of aspect to magic. That's why I like jumpstart so much, you know, not just because it was easy to learn and play and it it basically just, you know, constructed the decks for you, but like, it's just fast. I like, I want to use all the principles of magic, the basic principles, and I want to play fast, hard hitting games. I would rather play a bunch of games against all my friends than just, you know, like one or two slog games that take, 
a long time. And maybe me and Adam would want to do that one night when we're just like sitting together alone or something, you know, and like he's trying to teach me uh, commander or whatever. But, uh, you know, like if I'm going to play, like I like playing those super fast, like hard hitting, like you never know what's going to happen next type of games. So here, so here's, here's the thing with the, with, so com- commander is competitive regardless. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, just systematically much more complex than a one V one. Yeah. Because you have to, you were dealing with three opponents. Sure. And you have to make all of your spells count in order for you to be able to even get an advantage yeah. and what will beyond the idea of uh you know decks that specifically are designed to slow the game down mm-hmm. which is an archetype that exists in all formats of magic not just commander right is everybody is vying for the win yeah. so everybody is going to do everything they can mm-hmm. to try to win which you know it'll get to a point where somebody is in the lead and then everybody else around the table will go, okay, we need to slow them down because I'm not yeah. ready to try to win yet. Yeah. That's one thing that can make it, you know, go long. Yeah. Uh, I would say on average, a, a healthy commander game uh, should be done in no more than an hour. Yeah. That's okay. fair. And, yeah. and I, I do hear that. That's reasonable. Yeah, I, yeah I'm, I'm good with like 30 to 40 minutes, you know? Yeah. As long as the yeah, but, game is moving. But like I said, when you make it to hour two and no. you lean over to the table that's been playing commander and they're like oh yeah what game are you on oh we're still in the middle of one. Oh, uh, no thanks well, then they need to figure out how to play the game better i would say well, or the, or the table's just the, nothing but stacks uh, right that it's but that's the thing that's what they cultivate and yeah. like i said you don't necessarily know which players are which like you can't mm-hmm. get a decent gauge off of it because some of them are playing some pretty rowdy commanders, but they just kind of like dirtle and sure. Yeah. Well, at some point the games I got to get over with. Yeah. And and I am guilty of building a deck that kind of like meanders a little bit, kind of hangs out and then hits a critical mass and then goes like Marwin. I hang out and I get about like eight elves out. And once there's a cultivator or blades or some other stupid out, it's like, well, now I'm going to swing. Either you're going to board wipe me or I'm just going to start beating your face in with really big elves. So this is a problem that, you know, we run into with one of our mutual friends and and their uh, existence in Commander. Um, They are unwilling to do anything that would jeopardize their board state until they feel they have a high enough capacity of a board state to just win the game. And in many ways, Commander punishes that because you're just playing a fort Uh, you know you're just building a wall and if the rest of the table is incredibly interactive Mm -hmm. and incredibly fast-paced you know for for me when it comes to the philosophy of when i play a game of commander even though you know i'm usually i'm gonna try to win if i don't win whatever that's fine but i'm never gonna throw a game but one thing that i do like to do is i don't like to just I, i like to give everybody roughly the same amount of time to play the game i won't usually go and nuke one player Mm -hmm. and then look at the others and go okay i'm going to destroy you for the next 20 minutes that (laughs) it's it's not fun to sit there Mm -hmm. 
and play a game for 20 minutes and then watch the other three to play a game for another 40 minutes. So I try to kind of spread my pain around as long as I'm getting there. Right. Uh, you know, and that's, I think that's one of the things that can make a commander game go long. Yeah. Whereas but, you know, I have, I'm built... also there to have fun. Yeah. Okay. Whereas I've built decks specifically to combat that yeah. to the point that there are certain decks that people have asked me not to bring back. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't think I've ever gotten a complaint out of anyone seriously about my Marwin deck. It's, it's not that threatening, really, until maybe about turn 12, if we get that far. It's resilient against board wipe. It's just a mono green elf deck that once you wake the baby, the baby gets cranky and mom comes and slaps punks down. So I think the like the Steve the plays some great decks that are like controlly or got some interesting interludes. Dan's got so many different commander decks that are like, mm. yeah, hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like he said, he has decks that people have asked him not to bring back. Like our friend Derek, I don't ever want to see his Earl deck. Mm. Just don't. Eh, Earl's easy to deal with if you know how to deal with it. I tell you what, but guys, no. uh, we're running a little long on this segment, so let's take a break and we'll finish okay. up your thoughts from that. Uh, from that, so put a bookmark in it, and uh, then we'll talk about the future of Commander. So we'll be right back. You're listening to Radio Free Galaxy, brought to you by Foiling Out Your Deck. When you want to have a stack of cardboard that costs more than your car, foil out your deck. And we're back, and we were talking just before the end of the break about competitiveness in Magic, and Steve, you had some thoughts you wanted to finish up. Yeah. Um, you know, that's the thing that's really dragged me into wanting to focus on the CEDH side of it, mm -hmm. is you are playing with the best pile of cards you can play for a specific uh, deck uh, focus. And when you sit at a table with three other people that are playing that same level of magic, yeah. there's no softballing anything. Everybody is there. They're doing the best that they can. And it's really just about who can win the game. And the games can go 10 minutes or they can go an hour. Yeah. But it's going to be incredibly competitive and should not leave anybody feeling bad that the game didn't go well for them. Does does Commander have to be four players? No, or, I mean no, I we played ridiculous no, but numbers. Four we is the ultimate. Our own... Because yeah, it, it gives is. enough variance at the table. Sure. Uh, there's not kind of like a ganging up two versus one kind of thing. Okay. And uh, if you go above four, it can really make the game slower, and it's yeah. just harder to kind of keep track of what's going on at the table. Sounds four is really the ultimate. Yeah. One of the things that we did do. Um, that was fun and interesting and didn't really get hindered too bad with there being up to seven or eight people was um, when we were doing the Island of Ixalan crap. Oh, yeah. Game variants so, within Command. Yeah, yeah, so we were playing a variant where we took two sets of Isle the Island of Ixalan, put it together, and the race was to get to the, the Golden City. So there is there is a different win con on top of the normal commander win cons. Actually, that was yeah. the win con. Like eliminating your opponents. Yeah, was you, it was bonus. quicker. 
Yeah, it was yeah. quicker to go explore your ass into the island and find things. And we've also done things, stupid things like playing Plane Chase Commander. Don't play Plane Chase Commander. It yeah, they, takes they, they... too fucking long. Or it <laughs> ends irritatingly quick. Like, True. oh, we're on the... it. You take damage every turn plane right off the bat. Thanks. You know what, though? If, if, if a Commander game wraps up in 20 minutes, shuffle up and play another game. Yeah, right. you know, it's I fine. mean, there is that benefit to it. But, like, the plane chase ones, sometimes we have really interesting, like, we get them, like, all your mana taps from whatever color you want it to be. Like, oh, no. So is Yeah, that, more often than not, it slowed the game down. Is that yeah. just cards from plane chase? What is it? No. Well, we, we would include, is, we would include the plane chase element, okay. uh, well, which is kind of like on, a... Hold on. First off, I think he's asking, what is plane chase? Oh, it's we've like gone a to a whole different bit. Yeah. It's like a board game for magic, essentially. Oh, okay. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, got right. oversized cards that yes. represent the yes. all the planes in the lore of magic. So it's not right. just planes that we've already visited, right. but it's the stuff from the books and all all over the place. Uh, so okay. you have, when, and when the plane is in play, it's got a certain ability that affects everyone. Okay. All so right. like there's one, I forget which plane it is, but all creatures get plus two, plus two, period. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> or there's one where you know everybody gets three goats yeah. on their at the beginning of their turn. <laughs> I love that. Which one. is all, which is all fine until somebody sits down at the table with a with a uh, aristocrat stack, and then well, the game's over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't have that. I don't have that built. Or, or you go to that furnace, the furnace of wrath plane, and like, oh, all my burden <laughs> is now double effective. Ha <laughs> ha. Uh-huh. Dan, so, you don't have any aristocrat decks? Dude, I've got three aristocrat I, I've resisted the urge to build it because it's going to be just another one of those that sits on the shelf because people won't want to see it. Screw that. <laughs> just just play with me and we'll be good. Fair enough. So, <laughs> Duly noted. So so in this like Q&A of like learning up the Travis, like and it kind of goes without saying, and any, anybody who's listening to our podcast who wants to get, get into it when, you know, COVID allows or want to play like remote magic or what have you yeah like dude holler at us for cards all of us have so many spare cards that like and plus you already have cards that you've been trying to get rid of yourself so thousands yeah yeah mm-hmm. and i've never played one single game of paper magic but i have thousands of cards <laughs> yeah. welcome to the addiction of magic uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I've I've got tons of. I mean, I was I was at first just reselling Christine's cards that she had collected from the '90s, and she wasn't doing anything with. But then I started mine. buying new ones to resell, and now it's just yeah, it's out of control. Yeah. I have more than when I started, and yeah. So... <laughs> yeah. Plus, plus you were nice enough to like let me hand you some of mine every now and then when I'm like, fuck, I'm never gonna use this card. It's worth absolutely. money. Cool, take uh, it. Yeah, absolutely. As long as I'm throwing cards up for sale on eBay, you know, like hand me five more. Of what's you know, cut and paste. That's all it is. So, so, so like, um, something that I think we talked about on the first time, uh, the first one when it was just the three of us, Trav. Um, yeah. So. Dan likes to market magic to parents because it, it's very important to teach resource management, uh, strategic planning, goal setting, yeah, things like not that. Not even that. It You have to be able to do math, you need mm. to be able to read, and you need to be social enough to play with another person. Yeah. The other cool thing is, is like economically, dude, you can go buy one card that you want from your friendly local game store. Or you can buy it online. But like friendly local game store. You can, like, it, it teaches economics like legit economics like hey dude supply demand 
shifting markets, like the whole nine, like which you understand, Travis. You're on top of that at least, like, but absolutely. And budget too. It teaches you budget, doesn't it? You know, like yeah. How how can I get the most bang for my buck? I've here. I've got ten dollars to spend on a single that I really want to add to my commander deck. You know, and. I'm I'm gonna look for the the best card for my value out of that, and whether that's picking up a playset of you know, well, not for commander, you can't get a playset, but you know you know what I mean. Like yeah, yep. it, you you got to reason through it more in your head, not just like I'm gonna get the best ten dollar card that I can buy. You yeah, know? it you know is twenty dollars more for this card right. really worth it over this ten dollar card that does almost the same thing? Exactly. Or could I buy like? a handful of like two dollar cards and like spread that 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 added potential to your deck out a little bit more rather than it all being in the set one card you could have multiple new options right. see but there's a downside to it. so i've reached the point where i have a large assortment of cards specifically for commander a lot of the low-hanging fruit ones mm-hmm. so now my buying shift is okay i need these handful of cards that are 50 70 100 dollars to add to my collection because they will make they will improve my deck even more and i'm looking to do that so that's where i'm at i'm not at how many cards can i get for 20 bucks it's i think i can buy that 50 50 land now and this is really going to help me mm. yeah so what was the website you guys were talking about where we could where you guys play online commander spell table spell table and so it's actually it, it's owned on. by wizards now mm-hmm. and your login is the same login you use for arena okay Ooh. yep that's cool well, well, i already got one of those so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so so all four of us could log in there tonight and the yep. like you said you just got to have like a camera pointing at your at your, your player, player. Or your player mm. yep right yeah and like then, legitimately travis i could run over by you bring you a bunch of commander decks and yeah. here you go yeah. yeah, it yeah. Uh, the the so the website you know hosts uh, voice service so everybody's talking to each other. Right. Um, you know you see everybody is mat kind of on a four up window. Yeah. Uh, you track uh, you know your life and whatever commander damage and other minutia aspects as well. Yeah. You can um, click. You can double click on the card and if the image is uh, is clear enough through the cam, um, yeah. it'll bring that card up in a little side window where oh. you can read it. And it'll keep a track of all the cards that you've clicked on yeah. so that yep. if you need to scroll back and look at one, you don't have to click on the card again. Or if it's yep. in their graveyard and you can't see it. That's so yep. that's so essential to me as a new player because I live off that hover feature on fucking Arena, you know? Right. Unless it's a card that, you know, everybody's playing in all of their decks, you know, like I, I sure. don't need to hover over fucking Scoot Storm, you know. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't have a podcast without Travis saying Scoot Storm. Hey, just think about it now. In Commander, you can have all the Scoot Swarms you want, all the, right. all the Scoots you're not, you want. You're, wow. you're, you're not uh, capped out at 250. If you think nope. that if you think that wouldn't be in my first commander deck that I build, you're wrong. You, you're horrible. <laughs> wrong. That, you are. Bring it. That would be. <laughs> I welcome it. I love yeah, it. I would, I, I oh would, my god. Not, not, not we, to. We should, we should get Travis set up with a insect, fucking themed, like, green black, 
commander. I, I have a Hornet Queen that I could throw in the mix there. So well, isn't there a, was it Ick, Ick Nix that came out in Commander Legends? Isn't he an insect? Uh, I don't know. Hold on. I don't know. So, you guys continue forth. I'm going to scribe all the So, up. so what I want to end with then is, do you guys watch? Um, I'm I'm sure you do, but do you watch Tolarian Community College on YouTube? Sure. All the time. Okay, he just did um the an episode of the unnamed Magic podcast or un what is it called? It's unnamed uh, or untitled yeah, yeah. untitled Magic. Untitled Gathering Magic. Pod. Okay, yeah. he just did an episode of that. I think it was last week or the week before about. Um, Magic the Gathering as an eSport. So mm. is is that is that the eventual eSport for Arena is to bring Commander in when you finally have the ability to bring in multiplayer to it? Would that would that be like the eSport is playing Commander? I no, really I don't think it. so. I, yeah. I feel like there would be so much missing yeah because you've got when when you build a commander deck you have access to the entirety of the magic the gathering library you can have stuff from alpha you can have stuff printed that's been printed next week and you can have access to all of it so there would be need to be so much infrastructure put into arena for it to actually feel like paper commander yeah Yeah, and there and there can be uh, a wide uh, disparity in command in uh, what players have access to sure. and what they're they're willing to spend money for sure. on their deck. you know mm-hmm. I mean just in paper you know yeah yeah but I mean if it is through arena though you know I mean then you got the option of you know spending a mythic or a rare to buy anything you want you know from yeah but we also have to have them code in what twenty thousand unique yeah. cards yeah which is, <laughs> which is asking that, a little much i know and you know with with the idea of commander as a competitive format in that kind of regard uh yeah. it would be akin to probably having a football game that's four different teams playing at the same time yeah yeah so there it's that's yeah. true. <laughs> yeah, and, and yeah, it wouldn't be very fun to watch. I don't think either. Well, no, I mean, I, I consume a lot of uh, uh, Commander gameplay content on YouTube, mm-hmm. uh, and Commander gameplay content is uh, is enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, you know, it teaches you. It, it can give you uh, ideas for new decks, ideas for cards to add into decks. Yeah. Um, you know, different different ways to playing uh, Command Zone. They're kind of that's kind of be, become their bread and butter is their, are their gameplay videos. Yeah. Um, getting into CDH, I've, I've been rapidly consuming all the gameplay videos from a couple of those sites, uh, uh, the spike feeders, um, playing with power, yeah. you know, just to learn and kind of understand the nuances of that kind of gameplay. Sure. So then, so it's, I enjoy it. So what 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 do you think would be the potential for Magic the Gathering as an esport then? I mean what what would be it the It would be standard. Then? It would just it be would be standard. it would be it would be a digital version of what you see tournaments. Yeah. Right. Because uh, that, standard. that's what they've already invested in. Yeah. Yeah. And right. because they've already got that infrastructure in place, yeah. it's going to be not only easier for them to maintain, yeah. it's going to be something that would have a broader appeal sure it's easier and to I understand and easier to easier to get into with having little knowledge of it 
Right. I don't think the rules committee themselves are eager to turn commander into an officially competitive format either. Yeah. I, th I think they really, really want to keep it casual and, you know, something to enjoy yourself with friends. Yeah. While beating the crap out of them. <laughs> exactly. What are friends for? Unless but, you can beat the shit up. But really, you know, it, it's the 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 real the main focus uh, behind Commander is mm. just is playing a game that you enjoy with your friends. Yeah, absolutely. I I, I see it. You know, I I'm probably a little too competitive to sit there and play. You know, like a two-hour game with you know how many ever people. You know, I just well, that's why you come join me for an incredibly aggressive forty-minute game. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, the the sound of that, I like that. <laughs> yeah. Like if like yeah, if, if just, Christine I'll... wanted to play some 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 EDH commander or whatever. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, Christine should play with me and Amy and you know, Derek and yeah. well, maybe not Derek. Sometimes like his decks really, she should be playing more competitively. Yeah. But like you, yeah, you definitely want to play with with lens and steve and some of those guys more so than you'd want to play with me because i'm i'm i just don't have that in me and play like that dude i just I'm yeah i got, I got to I, I got to like i'm i'm definitely there to enjoy playing with my friends and hanging out with my friends but damn it i want to win and <laughs> oh yeah i, I want to win well, and, and cool. i want to do it like, fast <laughs> and you want to do it decisively yes absolutely well, and, and he, actually <laughs> Actually, you, me, Steve, and Morgan would probably be just fine because, like, I mean, yeah, I, I'm I'm used to Steve's level of competitiveness and yours and Morgan's, and well. just irritating <laughs> deck builds. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> His current Mikaeus deck. I haven't seen it, so but I'll take. Oh it. yeah, it's right. just uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna loop something out of the graveyard to kill all of you infinite times. We're like, yeah, okay, yeah, there's nothing okay. we can do. Yeah, just tell me how it works and let's. Well, that's right. what we do. He goes, okay, wait, I'm like, go, do, show us the loop. Okay, game's over. Let's do another right. game. Yeah. yeah. Do that, please. Yeah. <laughs> He's good about uh, it. I'm all right with that. I, I, yeah. Play, purposely playing more competitive magic has made me a more, um, a, a calmer person at the table. Yeah. You mm. know, two years ago when there was that game, and, yeah, you're not um, going to do something stupid and impulsive, dude. You're going to do something. You're going to give it some thought. Well, no, not even that. There was the one game where uh, I was just so upset, I stood up and left the store because <laughs> I didn't want to deal with what was going on in the game anymore. Yeah. Um, and now that I am in the more competitive mindset, mm -hmm. uh, I'm accepting of card and deck styles that I absolutely opposed before. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's cool. We can do yeah. this. So yeah. it's maybe a better player and yeah. a better yeah. competitor. Mm. Yeah, I totally understand that. Like, we all have, well, at least I do, okay? I have the most annoying game mechanics that or cards that just, like, you know, I, 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 I built my deck to just beat mill decks because I hate milling so much. I, I, I mentioned that in the last episode, but I just hate that mechanic. I don't like it. I don't understand it. I think it's garbage and i know adam you almost specifically always play mill decks and that's only like, an mtga and it's because i i don't view mtga as a source of fun yeah it's to learn mechanics it's to test practice out with new cards yeah test out deck right. ideas practice with new cards right. like 
I would never play my my black my my Demir freaking rogue deck against yeah. one of you guys. Yeah. Oh, you should. Not unless you pissed me off, and that not unless you pissed me off, and then I'd be like, "All right, mother trucker, I didn't want to have to build this in paper, but I did." <laughs> Tre- Tre- but to give stand- you an idea, my mindset with yeah. com- with Magic in general, yeah. uh, I would say my favorite card in Magic is Teferi, Hero of Dominaria. Okay. Gross. Off the top of like my Teferi, head, I don't right? know what he does. Okay, look him up, and you'd be like, "You're wrong. There's something wrong with you." <laughs> there is something wrong with you. But then again, <laughs> I like, love Teferi. Okay, so, yeah, and I don't blame you. It's great. Like, okay, so like Dan, Dan is kind of Dan's a card man. He really kind of is. But Dan's an everyman. He's mm. he's pretty he's pretty magic flexible. Yeah. Um, everybody everybody and their brother know and our group of friends for the most part knows that I am a motherfucking Nicol Bolas fanatic. Just like Steve is a Teferi fucking fanatic. You have so much Teferi in your collection, Steve. Good I lord. <laughs> Love me Teferi. Uh, dude, I don't blame you, man. Teferi is fucking awesome, Sir Gwyn awesome, will dude. still kick your teeth in. That's all I gotta say. What is... Sir Gwyn, has... Sir Gwyn takes too long to get out of the board. What is one Not card... Mine, son. What is one card that each of you guys, when whether it's a commander or a planeswalker or whatever, what is one card that when you beat that card, you're like... Yes, <laughs> yes. Like it just brings you no end to joy when you beat that certain card. Do you guys Blight have Steel. Blight Steel Colossus. hundred oh. <laughs> percent. I hate that card so much. That, that's my homeboy. <laughs> I'll teferi your Blight Steel Colossus into into oblivion. Yeah. You know what? Any, anything You'll that has, anything that has the word indestructible on it. Yeah. Which Blight Steel <laughs> does. Yeah. Which it, yeah. Blight Steel has in fact as well. Yeah. Oh, I hate that card like, so much. Like I refuse I, I to just, own one. It just really. Yeah, I do. I refuse to own it. Okay. Like look at you with your principles. That's adorable. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at him. Look at that cute little well, photo to, about to, him. To be fair, I I had a principle of never owning any predators, and well, I've got Elish Norn, so you know. Yeah. My, my Soon you will be corrupted like everyone else. <laughs> I mean, for me personally just playing standard and on arena like mm-hmm. it's just any time that Yugen pops up and and i can manage to beat beat him because that that card is just i mean there's ways there's ways of course but like my deck specifically the way that i have it built it's an absolute poison for me man all right all right hold on hold on i actually have an Ugin story and i'd like to finish on it because it's one of my favorites please do so when Ugin first came out in fate reforged it was me and my buddy Jack that went to the two-headed giant pre-release. We each cracked an Ugin and main decked it. Oh, oh my god. fucking god. It that was brutal. so brutal. And the only reason we screwed up is because we didn't RTFC. Read it's the freaking card. card. <laughs> we didn't realize that it was that casting cost and below. Yep. And yes. uh, our opponent had a sore, and we actually ended up losing in the last round oh, man. because we didn't read the card well enough. And then they got the Sorin from Fate Reforged out. Uh, I think it's uh, Sorin Solemn Visitor, and he just locked our board out. So what does that card do? <laughs> uh, Sorin Solemn Visitor is. Uh... Hold on, is that, does someone already have it? Before yeah, I look. Um... No, but I can get it. Soren, which race? It's a chase. And 
meantime. Got it, got it. Okay, Soren Solemn Visitor. Plus one until your next turn, creatures you control gain plus one, plus zero, gain lifelink. Minus two, mm -hmm. trade a 2 2 vampire with flying. Minus six, get an emblem with at the beginning of each opponent's upkeep. That player sacrifices a creature. And, and they, they ended up getting to the minus six. And um, they just they kept us locked down okay. for, for the rest of the game. And sure. I want to say that was we lost game one and then that was game two. Yeah. I mean, it's not like it's shielded. Yeah. Well, yeah, but <laughs> it, so, it, the fact that we minus uh, we minus five with their Soren on the board, but we didn't read it. So we didn't hit it. We just hit their five drop. Um, because we screwed up on the uh, the effect, and no one okay. caught it because it was a brand new card. Okay, so I want to super quick, like, my Ugin story, which is actually from last week. I'm playing MTGA. Uh, I, I'm i getting hosed, and, like, finally I drew into my Ugin. Mm -hmm. And my opponent just played theirs and minus down to clear my board state. Like, I wasn't totally hosed, but I was, like, definitely on the ropes. So they Ugin me, and their Ugin's at now three loyalty. Would I top deck? My Ugin. So what did I do? <laughs> I plus two'd my Ugin. Yeah. Dude then, I forgot what he used, but he, he nukes my Ugin. What happens? I top deck my next Ugin. <laughs> Played it. Bam! Conceded. I'm like, yep, because yeah. that's where we're at, punk. Hey, hey Dan, Ugin, Ugin yeah. is X or less. It will hit everything under X. I, no, I'm I'm aware of that now. But like I said, <laughs> it, was, it was a new card, so everyone was just right. trying to get everything. Like, because I mean, so like, oh, it only takes out five drops. Got it. Yeah, you put five and X. Five drops are gone. Right, yeah. right, right. There's so, a card that's like that's that's out now that does that. Yeah. Oh sure, there's a couple of uh, pernicious deed does that. Uh, there's a yeah. lot of cards that do it, but the the yeah. whole point is like, uh, who else has done a midnight pre-release? Yes, hey, yes. Actually, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I mean, think about like you. the adrenaline, and especially when you make it to like round three, or if they end up having a round four, and yeah. it's just like you you're you're running off of just pure instinct at that point. So if you don't have your interactions right in your head, True. you're gonna miss stuff. <laughs> Yeah. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what? We got to wrap it up here, guys. Got to get on to the next podcast. We're doing a show about dogs or something like that. About Do dogs like or dog training or dags or something dags. like that. So, Felicio dog trainers. Stay Stop tuned. It. Stay tuned for that one. But uh, you know what? I'm convinced. I'll, I'll I'll play. I'll try. And the peasants <laughs> rejoiced. Yay! Yay! <laughs> well, We'll have to fire up spell table soon. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So I might actually be able to make it this time. I, uh, don't be a, Travis. Don't be a Paul Regner. Go invest in some sleeves. Yeah, I got some sleeves. Come on, I, I, Adam. 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 I I sell I sell cards on eBay. I've got lots of sleeves, dude. So. I'm not talking just the inner sleeves. I'm talking like some some, cool some fancy sleeves. sleeves. I'll get some fancy sleeves. All right. Man. I'll get fancy. you some fancy sleeves, dude. So fancy. I'll find you some fancy sleeves. Gotta gotta get them those uh, those new gloss ones. Those oh shit, no! Dude. Oh, those cards are so good. I, those sleeves I, are so find, good. I'm gonna find one of my playmats that I, I can bear it apart with, dude. And I, you're gonna inherit a, <laughs> a fucking playmat because I don't need six of them. All right. Well, I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll sanitize it and I'll use it. So. 
anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So thank you guys for joining me and talking about Commander. I know we'll definitely do this again. Maybe we'll make it like I don't know a bi-weekly oh. thing if you guys are down or something sure. like that. Sure. Yeah, so. I know we talked about after the holiday season wrapped up, we were going to try and get on a more steady schedule. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Well, we should probably talk about Kaldheim after everything is spoiled for that one. Oh. When does it come out? Is it, well, the uh, spoilers end, the end this, and yeah, end of the month. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe that's the, the next. Maybe that's the next show we'll do. We'll do a review of Caldime and talk about it and whatever. Review it, bitch about it, whatever we're gonna do. So, <coughs> thank you guys for joining me for this Magic: The Gathering Commander convinced Travis to play episode, and I'm totally convinced, and I'm probably gonna go through these boxes I've got on my shelf. Sometime tonight after I'm done podcasting and see what I can put together with absolutely no prior knowledge of building a commander deck. So that should be entertaining. Learn so, by doing, Travis. Learn by doing. It, that's Dude. how I do it, man. That's how we do this podcast. That's how I do Magic the Gathering. And that's how we are going through life right now, most of us. So <laughs> let's just figure it out as we go. And that's how Dad not... did it. That's how America did it. And it's worked out pretty good so far. So far. Well, well, so far. (laughs) You know, it's 2021. We'll see tomorrow, you know. So, anyway, this has been our Magic the Gathering episode. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Adam. And we'll be back with more Radio Free Galaxy tonight and more Magic the Gathering in the very near future. Thank you, guys. (laughs) 